Welcome to this message from City Bible Church in Portland, Oregon. City Bible Church is a vibrant community of people with one common desire to experience God, enjoy people, and celebrate life. Let's at least read a couple scriptures this morning. Uh, I'd like you just to go to... um, my definitions of peace, and let me just say one word about peace this morning. Uh, when we talked about peace in the last couple of messages, I identified peace simply as uh, wholeness found in Christ that affects every area of your life. When Christ comes in, there is a wholeness that affects your life. Uh, peace is having an inner place of rest, security, and trust. Three words that go with peace all the time. Uh, peace is freedom from anxiety, worry, fear, vain imaginations. Peace is to sit down in one's heart while the world is standing in chaos around you. Two areas of peace that I dealt with. One is peace with God and the peace of God. Peace with God is reconciliation with God, whom loves you and wants to experience his peace. Romans 5.1, therefore, being justified. So first of all, we have to stop fighting with God. Stop resisting God and make peace with God through the cross, through the blood of Christ. That's the first step into a peaceful and whole life. When you're fighting with God, usually you're fighting also with yourself, and you'll also have conflict with other people. And so the war you have here is the war that will be in here and the war that you will also share with other people in the wrong way. So conflict uh, that is in other people's relationships sometimes because they're fighting with God. So my word to you is make peace with God. The peace of God, after you have made peace with God through the cross and through the blood of Jesus and forgiveness and He comes into your life and puts the pieces together, and you're at peace with God. You don't have the guilt. You don't have the shame. You don't have the resistance. You're yielding your life to the Lord, and you're saying, Jesus, here I am. Then you enter into the life of walking with God. You need to have the peace of God, peace that rules your heart, believing God is greater than your circumstance, and anything that life can throw at you. Philippians 4, 7, before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness. Everything coming together good. What an awesome thought that I can think right now that everything around my life can come together and work for good on my behalf. That brings peace to my soul. What brings peace to my soul is understanding there's a God in control. There's a God who cares. There's a God who has a plan. There's a God who knows how to make decisions. There's a God who can take all the loose ends of my life and bring them together. There's a God that can minister to me in the midst of my storm. He has a reason and a season for this. Therefore, I have peace of God settling down on me that whatever happens, that Christ can handle it. Then the peace of Jesus, John 14, 27. Peace is what I leave you. It is my own peace that I give you. I do not give it as the world does. I'm leaving you well and whole. Substance of peace. Here's some words. Wholeness, completeness, health, security, prosperity, trust, and rest. When you speak about peace in the Bible, when you accept Christ and Christ comes into your life and builds a throne in your life and sits down on it and he begins to be the ruler of your life and you begin to acknowledge his ways and his works and his principles, wholeness comes in completeness, health, mental, spiritual, soul, emotions, prosperity. You begin to have more than enough in every area of your life. Trust and rest. Now, one, 
that I wanted to deal with in this particular message. At least I'll just drop the thought on you. Storms. Peace in the midst of the storm. Well, how great is this message as we stand here right now speaking to you in the midst of a storm? In the world, every 12 months, there are 116 million storms worldwide, annually. In the USA, there are 100,000 sizable, acknowledged storms that happen every year. Of those 100,000, 10,000 of those storms are classified severe, threatening, life-changing. So storms in the natural happen all the time. Storms in the spiritual also happen all the time. Storms are disturbances in the atmosphere that have noticeable effects. We are experiencing that in our nation right now because we're not just in an economical storm, a political storm, in an environmental storm, in a domestic storm, in a moral storm, a philosophical storm, an educational storm, you name it. We have a lot of storms going on around our nation right now. We're also in a huge spiritual conflict in the heavens. There's something going on in the heavenlies over our nation because the enemy would like to capture the souls of our people with religions that have no eternity involved with them, no message of Christ, ideas that will never bring wholeness to a person's life, counseling, psychology, psychiatry, and all kinds of inner stuff that people are teaching has nothing to do with the God of the Bible. And in that, there's no healing, there's no wholeness, no completeness. And because of that, our nation is in a huge storm and struggle as it is in the natural. So it is in the spiritual. First the natural, then the spiritual. Think about it. We have never experienced things like Katrina, things that we have now watched happened to our nation and other nations of the world, like the tsunamis and things like that, that have never really happened like this ever before. The greatest storms of history are happening in your lifetime. The greatest destruction of nations is happening in your lifetime. More everything in the environment has taken place in your lifetime. Why? Well, there's a lot of reasons why, but I think first the natural, then the spiritual. I think there's a huge spiritual dynamics that's going on in the heavenlies around us all the time that we're not aware of. There's there's a huge battle between darkness and light and the gospel of truth and air. There's a battle going on. There's a storm. And then those storms actually going on as a backslidden nation resists God and fights with God. And the judgments of God that come on that are the dealings of God or how God will bring a nation to repentance or a city or a family or a man or a woman or a child or a teenager. How God has to deal with that corporate body of people to bring them to acknowledge him means there's some dealings. In the Bible, God would do a lot of things to bring a whole nation to their needs. God would bring some judgments, some wrath, some uh, natural disasters and things that would happen that would turn them to God. Well, we're going through storms in our nation that our nation might hopefully turn to God. Well, we are affected by those storms as the environment has all this turbulence going on in the spiritual realm. It lands on you whether you want it to or not, whether you're ready for it or not, whether you enjoy it or not, whether you want to embrace it or not, whether you want to reason it away. The storm falls on you politically, economically, career, job, house, car, college, 
food. It works its way down until you feel the effects of the storm. What happens when you go through a storm? Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Therefore, whoever hears these words of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man. Everyone say, I'd like to be a wise person. Well, Jesus says a wise person knows how to build their house. I want to show you this picture of the house that was left standing in Galveston, Texas after the hurricane. You might have seen it on CNN. It was up for a while. Uh, Go ahead and put that picture up. This was the only house in the entire area that made it. Do you know why it made it? It wasn't just a house chosen by God and God just said, "Um, I'm going to keep that house right there. Everyone else's house is gone because I just like them a little better. Was it a favoritism? Was it some sovereign act of God? No, it's very simple. The man who built this house built it for a level five storm. He built it with beams. He built it with all that you would need to resist winds up to 150 miles an hour. And the winds only got up to 110. So every other house that built normal, as soon as the great hurricane winds hit it, they were no more. But there was a wise man who built his house knowing this. Not if storms are coming, but when storms come. There is not a person listening to me by video, by iPod, by however you get this message, that you will not face a storm in your lifetime. Matter of fact, you'll face more than one. And you might face... Well, you might face a Katrina storm. You might have a personal Katrina or a personal tsunami or a personal, like that picture right there where everyone is wiped out around you, but your house stands, your house is fine. Jesus says the wise man builds his house on the rock and when the winds come and the rains and the floods, it does not fall because he had wisdom to build it right. Peace in the storm. When the storms come, and they will, Jesus says that he will give us peace in the storm. And there are five levels of storm, and I can't go into these, but I think they would be interesting to go into. These are the five levels of storm that can hit anybody's life. Mild. Mild storm could be car broke down, garage door doesn't open, lost my school book. Mild storm could be I lost my cell phone. No, that wouldn't be mild. Mild storms... Or maybe your girlfriend or boyfriend, you had a breakup or, you know, an argument. It's a mild storm. It's an upset, but it doesn't change your life. Not life-threatening. Or there could be a strong storm where things happen that maybe you do lose a job or a career or uh, it's worse in a relationship area or someone steals all your credit cards and runs up your debt or breaks into your house and steals everything. That would be a little stronger emotion to go through. Or there could be hazardous storms, those that threaten your emotions, those that could be uh, bad habits, moral collapse, something that you do and then throw in a bad decision with it. Maybe it could be committing fornication or adultery in the moral realm or maybe it could be uh, pornography and something that affects your spirit and it's hidden but it's taken over something about your personality. That's a hazardous storm 
in your life. Maybe it's because you've taken up lying, cheating, manipulating, and maybe you're cheating on your taxes and you're cheating on a few other things and maybe cheating on your spouse. And so you're, you're setting yourself up for a hazardous storm that can totally blow your house down. Or it's severe. The storms that come that I would think are severe would be a death of a child, cancer, divorce, abuse, abuse history, or for the first time to acknowledge abuse. This is a severe storm. Why? It can change the entire makeup of the rest of your life. It can change everything you think emotionally right now. It's a severe storm. I was reading an article just recently about a man, and this is every parent's nightmare. And we've all, there's not, a, there's not a parent listening to me that has not thought this. And be careful. That when you jump into your car and back out of your driveway, how many parents always take that second and third look, especially if you have small children? You're always aware who has her, that, and where's the, and you know, you're just, I mean, we ran over a cat one time that was sleeping on our wheel in the garage in the car. And so the cat had climbed up onto the wheel, wanted to be nice and warm, and we kind of sent it on to cat heaven. And so the feel of running over just a cat is horrible feeling. Thump, thump. What was that? It's a horrible feeling. This man had the most horrible feeling because he backed his truck up. He's a pastor going to church, got in his truck and was hurrying out and backed over his 15-month son. Rushed him to the hospital, went through six hours of surgery. The boy died. And it marked his life for three years of deep, deep emotional whatevers that would go with that. I would call that Severe. Then there's the perfect storm. That's when your finances fall through the floor. Your marriage is on the rocks. You get a report from the doctor that you have a health problem. Your mother gets taken to the care center that they don't want her anymore and they want you to move her because there's a financial problem. Something happened with the way you did the paperwork. So you've got to take care of that. And you have a niece who just ran away from home who's living with a drug addict. And you have, and you start putting it all together. So I got health, I got finance, I got people, I got relationships, I got the bank calling me, I'm late for the payments, someone stole my credit card, uh, my boss says I might be losing my job, the economy is bad, the environment's bad, everything is bad, it's a perfect storm. You shut down and say, I cannot make it through that storm. Can't make it. The song, It Is Well With My Soul, for those who remember the song, the man who wrote the song had three disasters in three years. Perfect storm. First disaster, he's a wealthy businessman. First disaster, he has five children, four girls, one boy. His boy dies in a stupid, tragic accident. It rocks, rocks him to his core because he was part of the problem. Then the great 1880 Chicago fire wiped out his businesses citywide, broke him. He lost everything. Third, six months later, he sends his wife and four daughters on a little vacation trip to London. 
on the boat on the way over. Disaster hits. Two captains made a horrible mistake, ran into each other in the middle of the ocean. Their boat sinks. All four daughters drown at the same time. The wife gets to London, sends the famous telegraph back to the husband with two words, saved alone. So when the husband receives that, his whole life crashes down again. I can't, I can't go there. I can't imagine. You can't. Four daughters in one night, gone. So then he gets on the boat to go meet his wife. When they get near the area where the boat had sunk, the captain came down, knocked on the door and said, Sir, we're, we're in the area where the ship sank with your children. Would you like to come up to the top of the deck and with all of us and we have a few words and say something for your family? So Mr. Spafford, who was a, quite the business guy and, and just a man of integrity and dignity, and says, sure, I'll, I'll do that. So they go up to the top deck, and it's there standing, holding the, the rails of the ship with the people on the ship that he got this song. It is well. It is well with my soul. When peace like a river comes to me. And when all those waves start breaking over my life, because it must have been maybe a stormy night, all I can say, it is well, it is well with my soul. He went down and pinned the words on a little piece of paper. When he got to London, he had the song written. And from that point on, it became a famous song for people in crisis, it is well. It is well. Why? Because in him was a wholeness. No blame, no anger. Oh, a lot of tears, unbelievable brokenness, unbelievable sorrow. You can't take that out of the human psyche. But he had somewhere deep inside of him that he could actually bring up the God part and say, I'm not fighting with you. I'm not blaming you. It is well with my soul. You do all things well, and it's well with my soul. When peace comes over me, and the waves break over my life, I'm going to say it's well. It is well with my soul. Bow your head right now. If you're in a situation that would be classified as a severe, perfect storm, or a place of disaster, or a place of emotional turmoil, or a place where you'd like to just shake your fist at life and God, or yourself, or you're blaming yourself, or you have loss, or you have a lot of turmoil, and you just need that peace of God to come over your life and say, you know what, it is well. It is well with my soul, because I'm going to make peace with God and say, God, let your peace saturate my soul. All right, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for everybody. Just stand to your feet. I want you to put your hands on your heart. Put your hands right on your chest. Just, Father God, right now I pray that the very breath of the Holy Spirit will come upon every individual. Lord, we know that the waves break over our lives and the sky can get dark and life can be so surprising. There can be some horrible things that happen to good people. There can be some horrible things that happen to bad people. 
Lord, we know that horrible things happen to people all over the world. There are storms we go through in life, some that we cause ourselves, some we just enter into, some we have no control over. Lord, I pray today that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, the peace of God that is supernatural, the peace of God that brings such an awesome ability to trust. God, here we are. I ask for that peace to land upon the people of God today. Lord, let this be a season of peace. Let us make peace with ourselves. Let us make peace with others. Let us make peace with our relatives and our spouses and our children. Let us make peace with life. Let us release anxiety and worry to the God who can handle my circumstance. Lord, I pray right now you would touch the hearts of all those who have gone through hard times right now. Oh, may the peace of God preserve you and be upon you in a mighty way. In the mighty name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen.